0: You and I know that knife education isn't really a topic that people often study, but we use knives every day. What do people struggle to cut and waste time on? What works to avoid the dull knife syndrome? How to stop buying knives over and over and over? How to remove the chance trips to the emergency room and instead cut as safely as possible? Join me on my journey to helping knife users who have lived and relied on their own personal experience truly help them to tap into the knowledge of thousands making that transition from knife guessing and struggling to knife experts now that you've had the deadly sins you're hopefully motivated to learn about the commandments of an easy kitchen life these are the 10 commandments of an easy kitchen life we have joining us today again adam jeffrey and jeff miser And, of course, their full line of history and knowledge involved from, again, Adam being a butcher's son and all of his experience involved with that and Jess, a professional knife sharpener, uh, as well as his time in the kitchen. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that they've learned that they've done right over the years. And so that's kind of what we're going to start off with here. These Ten Commandments live by these commandments, cook by these commandments, even post them in the kitchen. The Ten Commandments can be on your fridge, a convenient viewing spot, adhere to these rules and your life in the kitchen will be easy. Alright, next commandment on the list is invest in quality knives. So that's the opposite would be invest in poor knives, right, <laughs> so good knives. Um, what is it that makes it worth, I mean why wouldn't we just go out and buy a bunch of horrible knives over and over and over again, I mean what's the point? What? Why, why make, take the extra money and, and put it into knives? I could buy something else like a bed or a <laughs> well, new fridge or yeah. I don't
1: know. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, uh, it's going to add up over time. You keep buying dull, dull knives. They break on you. You have to buy another one each month. Okay, you're spending, say, 30 to 40 bucks a month just on a yeah. knife. And next thing you know, you spent over $2,000 real quick that way, and you could have just bought that one set, and you would never even have to worry about it ever again. So, I mean, I feel like you save save money in the long run when you buy high-quality knives.
2: Absolutely, and, you know, we're very fortunate to be living in the golden age of knives right now. You know, a hundred years ago, um, well, let's look back thousands of years ago. They were using sticks and stones. Um, and then we figured out how to work with metals, and then you know, carbon steel. When they figured out how to make good knives out of carbon steel, it, people loved it. But the problem was that it rusted, it pitted, it corroded. It took a lot of maintenance to keep those to last a long time. And then in the middle middle of the century stainless steel was the it knife, right? It was Mm -hmm. easy to take care of, well, regards to not rusting, pitting, corroding, but then the issue with stainless steel is that it doesn't stay sharp as long and it's a softer metal so it's harder to resharpen. And we're very fortunate nowadays that we have the high carbon stainless steel knife. It's the best of both worlds. It retains its edge, it stays sharper longer, but it's also retaining that edge. And then it is easily resharpened when sharpened properly, most of the time by a professional, it's able to retain that edge over multiple sharpenings.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. You know, combining both metals and still having a heating and cooling process that allows you to retain the strength of the steel and then make it harder by making it cold mm-hmm. in the freezing process after you've tempered it at 2,000 some degrees and then bringing it back up without it being too brittle because if you just leave it like that, yeah. there's a, you know, what's it what it becomes is a brittle knife that can snap, uh, almost like a ceramic knife could. And yes. you could probably talk a lot about ceramics. Oh, you know, I, I never But wanna... before you do, real quick, I just want to mention, it is important to get that last heating process back up to like four or 500 degrees. And this is just a process that has not been going on for uh, until, you know, this century here where you can have that knife that's so hard and so they would normally just be so brittle and you would it would just snap. But you would have no flexibility and you can bring that last process, which is very expensive. In there's only a handful of companies in the world that do this that make it so that you have that flexibility now too and that little bit of give mm-hmm. while still having the hardness. In yep. the in the metal itself to retain the sharpness of the edge, mm-hmm. but yeah, ceramics. I mean, I, you were just jumping in the gun. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, <got> um, <laughs> I have very strong opinions on ceramic knives. You know, the, the thing is, Un- the, unveil it for us. Yeah, Jess. you know, I guess I'm gonna unload a little bit right now. You know, the thing is, <laughs> get off, the, the, you know, they are sharp when you first get them. You know, they they're an extremely sharp edge. They're also extremely dangerous. You know, for one thing, they're very hard to resharpen. Um, when you try to there's a good chance you're going to break the knife and then you have sharp ceramic shards um, on your surface that you were just sharpening the knife on. Also, you drop them from basically any height, there's a good chance the blade is going to crack and break. Same thing if you drop a ceramic bowl in your kitchen. You know, with ceramic knives, again, I think they're kind of the the new fun. They, They look cool. They have fun colors on them, right? But again, it's I hate to say this because I never want to bash another company or anything like that or you bash a certain product, but to me, they're very gimmicky, right? They're selling you on something that's not important. They're selling you on the excitement that it's something new and it's different and it has fun colors. But really, when it comes to kitchen knives, what matters is safety and function. And at the end of the day, they're not going to work very well for very long and they're not going to be very safe for you and your family.
0: And even if they stay sharp for a long time, the problem is, when they do dull you just can't even sharpen them mm-hmm. they're you know they're designed they are ceramic we actually use a lot of ceramics to sharpen um mm-hmm. our knives a lot of knives different types of knives and so it's just like a thing where you just kind of got to replace them and over yeah and we replace over. our ceramic stones
1: yeah, yeah well that's
0: exactly what we do right yeah. you got to replace ceramic knives you don't you don't have a guarantee
1: on anything that's <laughs> ceramic as well um <clears throat> okay so we got the good steel what about like a good handle material, can you guys elaborate on what that would be? Cause I don't really don't know. I, I heard of something about like a bowling ball handle. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. It's funny because uh, uh, Cutco used to use,
0: uh, back in the day, it's a high-quality knife company, Cutco. I uh, used to use what's called Bakelite in their handles back in like the 40s and 50s mm-hmm. and 60s, before dishwashers were really mainstream. And once they became more predominant, they had to switch to a different material because Bakelite would fade and
1: it yeah. would kind of
0: look a lot, it would just like lose its luster and so on. Uh, it was an extremely durable material for a knife handle though at the time. Uh, so we switched over to what you call highly engineered thermal resin and that, uh, I'm sure that rolls right off everybody's tongue there something <laughs> they're familiar with, right? But no, it is like a bowling ball atom, right? It's like a football helmet or, or public phone material, and that's that's one of the, really, it's like three times de- more dense, two, three times more dense, depending upon the polypropylene material mm-hmm. that you'd use in like a, a wished-off, hankles, or sh- some of the shin knives as well. So the, that that's a really good handle material. Um, those companies also have good handle materials too, mm-hmm. like the, the Hinkles and shin. That's a much better material than like a wood. Obviously wood used to be alive. It's got holes in it. It's porous, so it mm-hmm. absorbs everything. Blood, grease, oil, bacteria. Yeah. Average wood handle has more bacteria than your toilet bowl does from what they, the FDA is. <laughs> they're banned in many restaurants for food preparation just yeah. because they don't allow them. Um, so we want to avoid things like that and just low-grade plastics that can yeah. melt and... You know, fall just, apart easily yeah fall apart it's just some big challenges there with with a uh, low-grade materials. so again that's why it's like the opposite of, of crappy knives you look for high quality knives uh, and as far as the guarantee goes I mean you, you want to have something that if, if at all possible there's very few companies that have it but it's just something that can you know if a company is guaranteeing the integrity of the knife not just defects you know defects out of the factory mm-hmm. quote-unquote is what you'll see in a lot of high-quality knives that are out there and that's just really doesn't mean anything because once you use the knife. It's user error at that yeah. point. You used it. It's you're done. Okay, <laughs> you gotta buy another <laughs> knife. And there are companies sometimes on occasion where you get lucky if you send something in, they might replace it. But if you have something that's an Ironclad guarantee, where it's like you break it, it will just replace it, no matter what chip, crack, melt, fade, anything happens. And uh, and so you you wanna look for that um, as well. And it's it's funny you mentioned it, Adam, because one of the things I wanted to talk about on this about like the true cost of poor cutlery, uh, I actually broke it down. Or I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't bring it in. I just got these statistics from surveys conducted by Consumer Reports and Reader's Digest magazines. But you're you pretty close on your point of your estimation here. They say the average lifespan of a knife is 1.5 years. The average person cooks and uses knives for 42 years. If you take 42 and you divide that by 1.5, the average lifespan of a knife, um, that's 28 replacements in a person's life total. If you just do the math there. Average knife costs... Of a crappy knife you'd say six dollars and six dollars times 28 times you're replacing it is 168 dollars cost per knife in the end the average household has eight knives that they use uh, on average and that's eight times 168 dollars total cost per knife equals 1344 the total cost of that cutlery. Now the whole time you're using subpar steel, subpar handle, subpar you know all these guaranteeing all these different things. And this isn't just something. And the crazy thing is, you know, it, it, good stuff's not cheap, right? And cheap stuff is not good.
1: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all knives, man. Destroying (laughs) sandwiches. No, no, no. no. (laughs) No. Right? We talked about that. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the
0: sins. And you know, but cheap stuff, not only is that the case, but cheap stuff is expensive when you think Mm -hmm. about it in the long run. And it, it's like not a big deal maybe if we were just using these things once a month. Yeah. You know, you go yeah. ahead and have a low grade hammer if you want to. Funny thing is a lot of a lot of people they have high quality tools in their garage for the various things they're doing. And those tools are not cheap. And uh, they're not even used one tenth as much as the knives. I mean we yeah. eat every single day. You know, I think about how
2: much we spend on our phones. Every couple years, we spend more on our phones. Um, every couple oh, years, yeah, it's so and, true. And, and you know, yes, we may use our phone more than our kitchen knives, but I'd say it's probably pretty close when you factor in how much we eat, right? So it yeah. just makes sense that you just make a one-time investment. You know, again, it may sting a little bit at first, but years from now, you'll forget how much you spent, but you'll remember how happy you are with your kitchen knives. Right?
1: <laughs> actually, I got a quick question uh, for like that guarantee you were talking about. Are, Could you like drop maybe a link in like the bio of this? Yeah, actually, so you know, have that? I was going to link the podcast here because this is a topic
0: that I think it's hard to get really legitimate quality information on. There's a lot of people that are selling things that it, there's a lot of, you know, you could call it propaganda or not necessarily just like a biased or buy these knives, buy those knives just because mm-hmm. they're making a profit. Um, we have uh, recommendations on high quality knives to, to buy. Uh, we're, we actually have a whole um, deal for that just to kind of go into more detail on it um and uh you know but in reality so i think we'll link it to there if you look at the notes in the bottom here uh some things we do buy for the house are low grade you know and some things are high quality and i think if you just keep a a rule of thumb with this one is the things that you use often Mm -hmm. the things you use often let's try and get high something that's higher quality let's make the investment for things like that because it's used often yes and then remember link it to the guarantee here because if you're using it often it can wear out mm-hmm. more quickly than things in your house that you maybe aren't using so often. So you want to have a guarantee on it as well. I know my buddy in Florida, his mom inherited, you know, getting something that's quality that lasts and has a guarantee is like a double key in this point here in the commandments. And Because my buddy, you know, he inherited, his mom inherited them from his mom. And then his brother is getting them
1: now. What? It's <laughs> three
0: generations and they're still getting them sharpened for free. From this, from the company, that's
1: basically like unheard of.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's really, it's really cool, and uh, just you know, you, we've got you covered on this. If you're interested, is kind of the point here. But this commandment here is uh, is invest in quality knives. We highly, highly recommend that versus just getting crappy knives and trying to do your best with the maintenance on them. Um, so look into it more. Do your research, and have a great knife day. Thank you for joining today. If this episode did help you, then be sure to share it with someone else that you know will need it. That mission you and I share will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. Sharing with others spreads the knowledge. Appreciate you sharing and have a nice